0: I was thinking back it was just a few years after we started uh, when Y2K happened. Anybody remember Y2K? <laughs> yeah, uh, It was this, uh, this uh, supposed to be this computer glitch that when the, when, when the millennium turned over from '99 from 1900 to 2000, all the computers were going to shut down. And so the, 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 the doomsdayers were saying that planes were going to fall from the sky cars were going to stall in the middle of the road. I mean, it was just horrible. Um, you know, it was just bizarre. And so, that, so at the time, I was part of a, a pastor's prayer group here in Tigard, and one of, our, one of the guys, a uh, pastor of a local church here, came in uh, to our meeting one day, and he rolled out his Y2K prep plan. And they were, gonna, they were stockpiling water and, and food, and they, had, uh, uh, they were buying up batteries to, to, so people could have battery power and all that stuff. And the rest of us were looking at him like, wow. And then, <laughs> I'm the worst. At the end, he, he goes through this whole thing. He's dead serious. And I go, dude, that's not going to happen. <laughs> and uh, that was that. And so if you recall, if you were around, then Y2K became the crisis that wasn't. Uh, nothing happened. I remember just a collective holding of our breath, you know, at midnight. uh, I was like doing what what I'm usually doing, watching the ball drop in New York City, you know, and the ball dropped and that was it. Um, But it wasn't too long after that, that 9-11 happened. And that was a different dynamic. That was different altogether. There was no preparation, no warning. No one thought about it. No one knew it was going to come. It was a surprise and a shock to everyone's system. Donna and I were actually... We were in Booth Bay Harbor, Maine, which is the furthest away place you can possibly be. Uh, We were with the vineyard leadership team there. And it was just, I was serving as the National uh, Youth Task Force leader at the time. So this was supposed to be this great meeting. We were going to have three days and eat lobster three times a day. We we're in Maine and we we're going to have lobster breakfast, lunch and dinner. It was just it was supposed to be this great meeting. And so we get in on Monday night, everybody kind of gets in and then Tuesday morning we get up and people came in at different times, some got in late so we hadn't all seen each other yet. So we go into the dining hall of this lodge we're at. And we're kind of greeting each other and I I'll never forget. Man, it's just emotional now. But Troy Robinson walks in he goes turn on the TV. He goes, a plane just crashed into the World Trade Center. We're like, what? How can that happen? And then, of course, uh, we were all in shock uh, like everyone else. You know, uh, there, a funny thing happened that turned out to be providential. Uh, so as you might recall, all the airlines were shut down and you couldn't fly. So our meeting ended on Wednesday, and I, I really, I, I, I wanted to be home so bad. I wanted to be with my kids, and I wanted to be with at church on Sunday. I just felt like it was one of those things like now where there is a, there's a value, an inherent value, just in being together. And so um, my friends, the Parties, who were pastoring a vineyard up near Seattle at the time, had rented a car, and, and Dave, Dave Party had reserved just a, a mid-sized sedan kind of car, but when he went to pick it up, they were out. So they gave him this huge uh, Lincoln Continental, and so he comes rolling into our meeting in this big continental, and everybody's making fun of him like, hey, what's up, dude? Man, you're rolling. And uh, so then we ended up driving uh, across country in this Lincoln. So it was, it was so big. So, so Dave's driving, and I'm, I'm sitting in front with him, and Donna and Dave's wife, Linda, are in the back seat laying down, both of them laying down. It was That's how big the car was. But we, we ended up driving um, to Columbus, Ohio, And by the time we got to Columbus, it was a couple days later, and the airlines had started flying again, Uh, so we were able to get to the airport. It was it was crazy. It was a madhouse, but uh, we couldn't get a flight into Portland. We we could get a flight into Seattle, so we flew from Columbus to Vegas, and then from Vegas to Seattle. When I got to Vegas, I called my dad and said, "Hey, can you do me a favor?" He goes, "Yeah." And I go, "Can you you come to Seattle and pick me up?" And he goes, "When?" I go, "Now." So he left. uh, He left home and drove. To Seattle while we flew from Vegas to Seattle, we met there, and I was able to be here in the morning, which I hope it was meaningful to the rest of the congregation, it was very meaningful to me. Uh, but at the time, I remember just wanting to bring some perspective and wanting to try to encourage the faith of those that, that were shaken. Um, we worshiped together and we cried together, and, and I, I'll just say this as far as that goes, uh, crying together is better than crying alone. And when you go through difficult times, that we really, really do need each other. So, so here, here's the thing. Here we are again. Here we are again. Different circumstances, different kind of crisis. It's no less fearful. Um, and it's, it's, and, and here's the thing. Not only fearful, but uncertain. I think the uncertainty is worse than the fear to me. I don't, I don't really. I'm not a fearful person. I don't get afraid. But, but I don't like uncertainty. I, I like a plan. I, I'm just. I love a plan. And when we don't have a plan. Uh, it shakes me a little bit. So this morning, my hope is to to kind of just bring some perspective, a few minutes, a few thoughts, managing life. How do we keep our faith and, and what what is our call as Christians in the midst of this? So I'm going to pray. I've got a, a, a few scripture and then we'll close with a little worship. And um, prayer today, I, I think we, we want to be prudent. and Be safe. If you need prayer, talk to somebody. Maybe have somebody pray with you. Just stand apart or something. You know, it's, it's hard to do. Uh, you do whatever you, you feel safe about, but let me pray. Father, just open our hearts today to your Word. I, your Word is, uh, is the same. It's unchanging, and it has value and depth and purpose and meaning uh, all the time, uh, regardless of how much other things change. It's unchanging, and you're unchanging. And so we, just, we look to you this morning your name we pray, amen. Uh, so uh, first scripture, if you go to Matthew for me. Um, Matthew 7, a little story that Jesus told. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against the house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. God's a rock. God is our rock, and on Him we stand, uh, even in the midst of a storm. And, and because of that, here's, my conviction is this, that our response should be different than that of those around us. In, in any situation, certainly in a time of crisis, uh, and, and I believe this, look, no, no one wants anything like this ever to happen, but, but I look at this as an, as an amazing opportunity for the church to be a light, and I really pray that the church would be a light. Uh, and here are some ways, I, I think, that, that we can be a light uh, in, in the midst of, you know, fear and anxiety that's around us. So, so no, n- uh, number one, next slide. Don't succumb to worry. Um, uh, w- 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 there's anxiety. There's fear. There's worry. We're going to be worried. There's, you- you know, how can you not be? But don't let that overwhelm you. Uh, this is clear all throughout Scripture. Just a-, a few Scriptures on that. Go to Matthew. I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you'll eat or drink, about your body, what you'll wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? The pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. All these things will be given to you as well. Stay focused on the kingdom of God, the righteousness of God, and don't allow uh, worry to overcome you. Go ahead to the next slide. So that was Jesus. This is Paul. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And then Peter, cast all your anxiety. Oh, no, no, go back. Sorry. Cast all your anxiety at Him because He cares for you. Um, so look, be diligent, okay? Uh, be wise. Uh, listen to, what to, you know, be aware of what's happening. Follow the CDC guidelines. Be as safe as you can be, but don't allow fear and, anxi- and anxiety to control your life. Uh, I just think our God is bigger than that, and He loves us deeply, and no one or nothing can take that away. That's, that, that, that is unchallengeable. So don't, let, don't lose sight of those things. Hang on fast to who God is and what he says for you. Uh, another thing I think is huge at this point in time, go to that next slide, love your neighbor as yourself. So, so, so this is not the time to forget who we are, okay, guys? Uh, it's not the time to forget who we are. Uh, w- watch out for your neighbors, okay? Okay. Uh, Look, if you can and if it's needed, you know, do what you can to support your neighbors. We have elderly folks across the street from us. I mean, if you need to go shopping for somebody, go shopping for them, mow the lawn for them, mow the lawn, whatever. Just reach out. Check in on people. Make sure that they know that you're there and that you care. Do what you can to love one another more than anything. And here's the deal. I think this is a little bit of a take on the golden rule. If you have two rolls of toilet paper and your neighbor has none, give him one, okay? Um, look, I, I get it. I understand. You know, p- People say, what's the big deal about toilet paper? And I'm like, because nobody wants to run out of toilet paper. That's just not, that's just not fun. Uh, but, but don't hoard at the expense of, of other people, okay? Let's not do that. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, Josue Hernandez, goes to the North Phoenix Vineyard, works in Honduras with me. He started the Toilet Paper Task Force. Uh, So go to the next slide. This was one of his posts yesterday. And he says, if you need 144 rolls of toilet paper for a 14-day quarantine, you probably should have been seeing a doctor long before COVID-19. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I saw a couple other ones. Somebody did the math on like, you know, 14 days, family of five, this many rolls per day, how many you need. But, but you get my point. My point is simply this, that don't, don't forget who we are. Don't forget a spirit of generosity, a spirit of grace, and a spirit of caring for other people. Uh, next thing, go to the next slide. Third thing I think we can do is let the joy of the Lord be your strength. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Nehemiah 8, go one more. This day is holy to our Lord. Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Uh, so, so let me say this. This day is holy to the Lord. This day is holy to the Lord. It's no less holy than any other day. Uh, So live in love and and, and live in the presence of God. Don't let go of that. Don't forget who God is. I'm I'm not saying to to be... um, uh, not believe, not pay attention, you know, not be cautious or mindful, but I am saying, look, put on some upbeat worship music, dance around a little bit, watch a funny movie. You know, this is not a time to be watching movies about pandemics, okay, Brogan. Uh, <laughs> w- 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 watch a comedy, you know. Uh, we had uh, the kids and grandkids came over last night. We played Uno. We, we played Trouble. You know, I just... Do something fun. Just, just take it easy. Don't, don't get crazy I mean, The joy of the Lord is not susceptible to disease, but it is contagious. The joy of the Lord is contagious. And if we can, if we can manifest the joy of the Lord in the midst of troubled times for people, I think it will speak loudly uh, to those around us, okay? So fourth thing, next, next uh, slide, please. Cultivate an attitude of gratitude. Um, we say that all the time. But I think it's times like this that it's important to recall the things you're thankful for. I would encourage you, especially those of you that are talked to a couple people this morning, are going to be working from home next couple weeks, and you know you're not going to put in as many hours at home as you would normally at the office. I'm just saying. Um, But take a few minutes and sit down. Take a pad of paper. This is what I like to do. I'll I'll just you know I light a candle. Okay. I put on some some uh, 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 instrumental music with no words. Uh, And then I just, you know, that's kind of my place of prayer. And I would make a list, start making a list of the things you're thankful for and see if that doesn't stir your spirit in your heart. Just start at the top, you know, for my family and for my home and the for the food that we have on our table and for toilet paper, I'm thankful for my two crazy puppies that run around my house and you know just, just just start making a list of the stuff you're thankful for, and I think that will lift your spirits up. Uh, and then the next thing is this: go ahead in times of uncertainty, unify. Uh, as I said before, we need each other more than ever, you know when, when things are, are rough. That's really it. Uh, go to one more. We say this a lot around here, better together. Uh, so, look, get creative, okay? If you can't meet together and we, and we don't know what, what's going to happen tomorrow, but you know, uh, we, the technology today is fun. I, I have Zoom meetings and Skype meetings with vineyard missions guys all over the world, and we're all on the screen together and you can see everybody, and it's kind of fun. It's crazy. Do that. Skype somebody, phone a friend, whatever. Uh, do what you can to not isolate. Because I want to say this, and I think this is important. Isolation is a playground of the devil. And when you isolate, he will hammer you. <laughs> it's just reality. And, and let me say, so, so I was thinking about it. There's a difference between isolation and solitude. Solitude is a choice. Isolation is a consequence. And we can choose to be in solitude. We can say, I need downtime. I need to be alone. I need to be away. But sometimes when when we're in isolation, we're forced outside of our normal social circles. And it's not a choice. And there can can really be a a lot of negativity that, that feeds into that. So be cautious of solitude. Do what you can to connect with other people in whatever ways you can. And again, you may have to be creative. Maybe you have family or friends that you guys are confident enough in each other that you can be together. If you can do that, do that. But again, if not, find other ways to do that. But, but, but try to stay connected and don't allow isolation to sit in. If you begin to feel that, I would say get a hold of somebody, call somebody, you know, just talk it through. Um, so uh, one more point, one more point, and, and if, if uh, Steph, if you and... Uh, Stephen, and, and you guys want to come back up too? I'll, I'll wrap up pretty quick here. Last thing is pray. And, and look, this is the, th- that's the distinctive. That's what we have that the world doesn't have is prayer. We, we have an opportunity to take this before the Lord. It's the most powerful thing I think we can do anytime, certainly in times of crisis or times of need. I put a little list together. Go ahead and go to the last slide, or my last slide anyway of things I think we, we should be praying for right now, in addition to what we normally pray for. Our government leaders, local, state, national, and international, they need wisdom, you know. And look, th- this is an international crisis. It's not restricted to the United States. And so there's going to have to be levels of cooperation that, frankly, we don't see very often and people don't like. But we're going to have to do it. Um, pray for those who are sick or isolated. If you know people who are sick, and I've talked to a couple people today, it doesn't. You don't. You don't have COVID nineteen. Maybe you do have the flu, or maybe you have a cold, or maybe you have something else. your home, whatever. If you know people like that, pray for them, and pray for those that are isolated. If they can't get out, if there are elderly people that are on lockdown, whatever, pray for them. You know, lift lift them up. Uh, pray for for people in need. You know, the homeless and other vulnerable people. I, I think about our, the homeless population, even. You know, downtown Portland is one thing, but we have a homeless population here in Tigard. Uh, pr- probably in any city you live in, maybe less or more, but th- these folks are, are highly vulnerable. Obviously, they, they don't have hand sanitizer. They can't wipe things down. They can't clean their house. So so just pray for those that are vulnerable. Uh, also, as as Donna mentioned this morning, you know, people that have compromised immune systems, I mean, some of us... Uh, don't get sick. I mean, I told I rarely ever get sick, but some people do get sick, and they have compromised immune systems. So those are, those are people that we want to pray for. Um, last but not least, and I am so incredibly grateful and want to pray for uh, our healthcare professionals, for doctors and nurses who, see, everybody else is kind of going, okay, work from home. Yay, I get to stay home two weeks. No, doctors, you come in. We need you. Uh, they're working overtime. They're working extra shifts. So pray for those folks. Pray for them. They're putting, their, they're putting it on the line for you and I every day. So, Jess, we're praying for you. okay? Uh, and uh, and all, uh, just everybody else in the medical profession right now, this is a trying, trying time for everybody, but as much for them, maybe more for them than, than anyone else. So why don't we stand? Thanks again for listening.